if we want to build resilience, we want to we want to build or adjust our hormonal profile in life. And again, I've done a bit of research in that space and, and build or promote testosterone production through priming pre-session, pre-field. And sometimes, you know, if, if you've got a session, sometimes we actually don't want them to be completely ready. We want to build resilience by showing them that actually under stressful conditions, you can still execute what you need to execute. Hello and welcome to the High Performance Podcast for AFL staff and athletes, sponsored by Prepare Like a Pro. Make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I host a live monthly episode Q&A for Australian Rules footballers and another one for strength and conditioning coaches. I hope you enjoy this, this interview. Please share with a friend or a teammate that you think will value this episode. So who are some, some people that have uh, strongly influenced your career to date? Yeah, I actually feel passionately about this this question. I think because I've done a bit of work in this space. I think what we need as practitioners is both mentors and sponsors, and and I distinguish the two quite significantly. So our mentors can be those that you know support our development and so on, whereas sponsors are people that genuinely advocate for us in new roles. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we need as practitioners is is people to mentor and, and sponsor us, both from a technical perspective, but also from a philosophical perspective. Now, often our mentors, our sponsors can be the same kind of person. Often they're very different. But out of that, what I see, I've, I've had a number of really good influences. Dean Benson comes to mind very quickly. He's, he's been very instrumental in my career. Certainly a lot of my network now comes from, I was established from when I was working with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's generate more opportunities down the track. But yeah, as I said, from a technical perspective and, and a sponsorship perspective as well, Dean's been great. John Pryor, Franz Bosch has been has been awesome from a mentorship perspective and in terms of my development as well. Where, where do you think those conversations start with the with your team from from a staff point of view? But also, why do you think there is a bit of fear in change with yeah. you know doing lifting before running in football? Yeah, look, I've only been at Pats for a year and, and it's been a big it's been a big collaborative approach between medical and fitness. So I can't really comment why that, if there's been a shift or, or so on in, in AFL. Certainly, that's a different philosophy from when I was at Port Adelaide a number of years ago. I can tell you the science behind it, the purpose behind lifting in terms of a neurological and a, and a hormonal, uh, so that we are getting boosting testosterone, which will help us to, to perform on field and, and enhance our learning experience on field. So there is a lot to gain by lifting prior to training. There is a bit of a cultural shift still required in, in AFL to allow that or facilitate that properly. But for instance, at both, uh, Brumbies, uh, Waratahs, Wallabies, even on game day, we're having a lift prior to game because there are so many benefits behind doing that, from a, as I said, from a neurological and physiological perspective. The mental, sort of emotional, mental mm. side, uh, how, how would you go about developing emotional, mm. mental uh, resilience in, in AFL? Yeah. Yeah, well, going back to what originally said, like in terms of developing those, those basic moving patterns and, and trying to keep them as injury resistant as possible is pretty important. And look, don't don't get me wrong. Once we start implementing any change, like we did with that type of work, you can tend to predict where your injury threats are going to be, and that's typically around your hip flexors and and calves. So it's about it's about mitigating the injury risk there and so on. And yeah, again, if you can be on the field for as much as possible and and not in the injury room, that that helps with the resilience a lot as well. But you've kind of nailed it yourself in terms of. If we want to get build resilience, we want to we want to build or adjust our hormonal profile in life. And again, I've done a bit of research in that space and, and build or promote testosterone production through priming pre pre session, 
pre-field. And sometimes, you know, if, if you've got a session, sometimes you, we actually don't want them to be completely ready. You want to build resilience by showing them that actually under stressful conditions, you can still execute what you need to execute. For footballers listening in, that playing at you know, development age or maybe a parent of a, of a 14-year-old, like how would you sort of tra- transfer that to your lower levels? Is there any, you know, are there some things that definitely don't do in terms of load on the body or is it, you know, or are there, yeah, what, what are some sort of, what's a good yeah. way to follow for a good primer with minimal equipment, yeah. I guess? You only need around uh, 10 to 15 minutes and you just want explosive movements and just low resistance. That's what I'd be looking for. The exceptions to the rule is, I definitely think that like, for instance, in any warm-up prior to, just prior to being on field, whether it's football, rugby, whatever, you definitely need to throw a few sprints in just to make sure everything's firing. Yeah. So going back to your original question, yeah, 10 to 15 minutes, explosive movements, good rest in between, light load. And then, yeah, as I said, four hours beforehand, but in the, in the 30 minutes prior to a game, you need some high intensity efforts, just sprint efforts. What are some of your favorite ways for, for those that really struggle to wind down post game? What are some of your favorite ways to get that recovery to help them be able to sleep at night and wind down from a yeah. game? Yeah. Look, I mean, there's another, a number of nutritional strategies that are good. Our cherry juice has been shown. So it has got lots of natural melatonin and it's been great. And other people have worked with, so for instance, at Brumbies, and this was driven by by David Pavlock, actually, just he made sure everyone had that headspace up and started meditating post-match. It kind of comes down to also what your game time is. So, for instance, if you're playing at 2 or 4 in the afternoon, you should be able to go to sleep pretty well by 9 or 10 o'clock yeah. and, and stay asleep. It's more if you've got that evening game and, and going to bed at, at midnight. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian of the Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, so I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane and I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their N of 1 experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changes, yeah, like game game changes whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and, you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete for. Yeah, yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with Academy member Rama Davies, the strength conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome, Rama, to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And, yeah, thanks, um, thanks Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful, plenty of gems in there. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. 
Um, mate, my, my question to you was you spoke a, a, quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat. Um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did um, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it, yeah, certainly, yeah, has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is, is gratitude. I spend a lot of my time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just to, be, to say what I'm grateful for, sort of three things. And um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to, yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever as an SNC coach, you know, if something's you're having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that, in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm -hmm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then. And, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things. And, um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and yeah. and yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.